Welcome to Langstaff Online. My name is Michael De Silva, and I am your host for episode 65. In this episode, we are going to be listening to Brian Joyce, who is concluding his series on spiritual warfare. The title of his message is A Love That Conquers All. This is part 10. Thank you for joining today. This is the last podcast in the Spiritual Warfare series. I hope these messages will strengthen your resolve to give all for the cause of God's kingdom. Today's podcast is on the subject of love from Ephesians 6. It is a love that conquers all. Let's pray. Our Father, we thank you for your great love to us. Thank you for your willingness to send your only Son for sinners like us. Without your love, we would be nothing. We would be lost. We would be alone. Thank you for drawing us close to your heart. This is where we want to live. We cannot fight this war alone. Thank you for all your resources. We ask for your needed help today and in days to come. And we pray this for the glory and in the name of our Lord Jesus Christ. Amen. Ephesians 6 gives us all we need for victory. In the conflict against the realm of darkness, we have talked about the whole armor of God and our need to wear the belt of truth and the breastplate of righteousness and the shoes of the readiness of the gospel of peace. We have looked at the importance of taking up the shield of faith and putting on the helmet of salvation to protect our mind and firmly hold on to the sword of the Spirit, which is our personalization of the Word of God. Then we considered the value of prayer, which enables us to draw close to Him. What we have come to learn is that our strength is not in ourselves, but in our God. He is all-powerful, He loves us, and He is ready to supply all we need in our Lord Jesus Christ. The last verse of Ephesians 6 gives us the real key to victory, the overarching reality that enables the armor to effectively protect us. It says, Grace be with all who love our Lord Jesus Christ with love incorruptible. The Passion Translation says, Abundant grace will be with you all, as each of you love our Lord Jesus Christ without corruption. Amen. Love in Christ, Paul. Along with the soldier's armor and prayer, love is essential. If our victory is found in Christ and Christ alone, then our love for him is crucial. It cannot be forgotten, unattended, misplaced, or compromised in any way. Love is the greatest necessity for the Christian soldier. Here are a few questions to keep in mind as you listen. Do you love the Lord Jesus? Do you love him more than anything else? Is your love for him expressed in practical ways in your life? When asked by the lawyer what the greatest commandment was, Jesus replied, And you shall love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, with all your mind, and with all your strength. 
Mark 12.30. He was quoting from Deuteronomy 6, a command known by Jewish people from that day until now. It is known as Shema, Yisrael, from the Hebrew words, Hear, O Israel. Religious Jews would say this right after waking in the morning and just before going to bed at night. It has been called the Jewish uh, Pledge of Allegiance. Jesus and the New Testament writers expressed that loving God is the greatest of all commands. The four words used in Mark 12 reveal the holistic nature of what God desires. We are to love the Lord with all our heart and all our soul and all our mind and all our strength. While they are interwoven with each other, they can be appreciated separately. The heart includes more than just the emotions. In the Bible, it also encompasses the human will. So when you love God with all your heart, it is a decision, a choice to love Him above everything else. Regardless of the degree of difficulty, we choose what is good and right. The Greek word for soul is is suke, from which we get our English word psychology, which is the study of the mental and emotional condition of a person. The soul is our inner being. According to Thayer's Bible Dictionary, the soul is the seat of our feelings, desires, affections, and aversions, meaning we pursue God in our hurts, fears, troubles, and joys. David said, As the deer pants for the streams of water, so my soul pants for you, O God. Psalm 25, 1. The mind is the home of our thoughts. Ray Steadman says, I quote, The mind is the place from which we observe the world, record information and experiences, and sift truth from error, end quote. It is in the mind that we behold our God, we focus on our God, we think about our God, and our imagination is captivated by the wonder of our God. This is why Paul says to the Colossian believers, set your affection on things above, Colossians 3.2. It was Oswald Chambers who said, and again I quote, Never dull your sense of being your utmost for his highest, your best for his glory. End of quote. Strength is the visible outworking of love. It involves our actions, our life, our walk, our behavior, our obedience. Interestingly, the strength we need to live out our love to the Lord comes from him and His Holy Spirit. This shows our total dependence upon our God from beginning to end. And you shall love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, and with all your mind, and with all your strength. Mark 12, 30. Look at the personal pronoun your and and the word all in each point. He says, you are to love the Lord with all your heart, with all your soul, with all your mind, and all your strength. First, 
it is intensely personal. And second, it is, your, it is with your whole being, holding nothing back. It is important to notice that this love for God will be reflected in our love for one another. John highlights this when he says, Beloved, let us love one another, for love is from God. And whoever loves has been born of God and knows God. 1 John 4, 7. This means loving our brothers and sisters in Christ. All of them. It means loving those who are different from us or with whom we don't see eye to eye. It means loving those who have hurt us. And as hard as it is, it it involves loving our enemies. It is not an easy kind of love, but it is spirit-empowered love that will always do what is best for the person, for the other person, and what is honoring to God. We know that our Lord Jesus Christ lived this way fully and completely, but if we are seeking to live in this state of being, it will keep us near to the one who is able to provide us with victory. Now, the church at Ephesus was a loving place, and they were encouraged to continue in their love of the Lord Jesus. Paul, uh, in his opening, commended them for their love for all the saints, Ephesians 1.15. In chapter 3, he stressed the importance of being rooted and grounded in love and experiencing it in order to be filled with God's fullness, Ephesians 3.17-19. In chapter 5, their love was to be marked by sacrifice as they sought to emulate their Savior, Ephesians 5, 2. Their love was to be evident on the home front in the marriage relationship and between parents and children, Ephesians 5, 22-33 in the early verses of chapter 6. It is striking that it was the Ephesians' lack of love which caused God to rebuke them in Revelation 2. The Lord said, I have this against you, that you have abandoned the love you had at the first. Even as I speak, I examine my own heart and ask, Has my love for Jesus grown and deepened, or has it leveled off or somehow gotten cold? How about you? As we labor in warfare, as we fight against the realm of darkness, let us love our God with all our heart, soul, mind, and strength. May we focus on the final day of glory and victory when all our foes will be forever beneath the feet of our Lord Jesus Christ. We are linked inseparably with our God, who loves us incredibly, who knows exactly what he is doing, and he will bring all things to a perfect end. Thank you for listening. Our God Reigns.